0: This is Eli Knight, and this is the Human's Jiu Jitsu Podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 96 of Human Jiu Jitsu Podcast. And guys, I'm once again joined by Eli Knight. It's been like a year since we had Eli on, and I uh, always loved enjoying. I ta- always loved and enjoyed talking to him. <laughs> we went. We we naturally went on a 20-minute tirade about Transformers and Beast Wars and stuff like that, because I think it's a staple for whenever we have them on, we just have to do it. And also talked about some of the troubling accusations and shit that's come to light at the community, in the jiu community lately, so, you know, it's about a bit of a serious semi-serious topic that we're semi-serious way presented it it's like you know if you don't know, you don't want to hear us you know i'd say give this episode a miss and we also talk about how they handle people who show up late in a very very comical fashion at his gym so guys i really hope uh, you enjoyed the episode and if you want to hit us up on instagram sometime it's at human jitsu and at humanzi jitsu podcasts and with that said i'll leave you guys the episode adios oh welcome back to the show eli it's been like a fucking year since you've been on man what's going on
0: Oh, man, uh, it's kind of, well, I would like to say same old, same old, but uh, <laughs> some of the same good stuff, some of the same bad stuff, but uh can't complain, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
1: Mm. Well, you're doing especially good, man, because you put out, like, you have the most instructionals on BJJ Fanatics out of anyone I've ever had in this fucking show. Like, um, oh, yeah. how, how many how many ones did you make in l- last year and this year alone? I think it's like uh, another three or four, was it?
0: Yeah, I just... um. I just recorded my sixth, uh, two weeks ago or yeah, two weeks ago now. And, uh, so that would be my sixth one, but like four of those came out just this last year because I I knew that like whenever, um, the, the lockdowns were in kind of full swing or like getting to like full swing, like I, I got up to, uh, Massachusetts right before stuff started like getting to the the height, the worst part of it. And, and I filmed three instructionals then. So that was good that I got those out right before. Um, then this last time that I went up there, it was, it was right before all the the Delta variant talk started getting uh, too too hot and heavy, but um, you know I managed to get in there and film another one, so I'm I'm excited about this one coming out. I'm excited mm. about all of them, but they're all you know.
1: Mm. Yo, what's the next one uh, that's that's dropping soon? Like, what's that one going to be centered around?
0: This one is all about bottom side escapes. Um, so it, well, it's it's a little more niche than that. It's like bottom side escapes and attacks. So it's like some missions from bottom, um, which because I thought man, everybody, like there's so many volumes of how to escape side control out there. There's so many instructions of how to escape side control. And even on BJJ Fanatics, you got people like, um, I think Andre Gabal has one. I think uh, Pedro Sauer has one. I know like some, you know, big names in the jiu-jitsu community have these out there, but nobody really had one about attacking from bottom side. And mm-hmm. it's been a really popular thing. Anytime that I put out submissions from bad positions um it's always a popular topic on (laughs) youtube or something because i mean you got lazy bastards like me it's like oh man my my guard is shit it's getting passed now i find myself in side control i'm too lazy to get out so i'm just gonna attack from here
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude my crowning achievement is i tapped a really good purple belt one time with a bottom side control dars when i was being lazy i'm like ah fuck it'll do the dars oh it worked (laughs) Uh,
0: nice did you like a, a ghost escape into it or something or
1: i don't know like you i just framed and true like uh the underhook in like uh like past his head thinking it was a loppy frame and then like under i was in like an under north south i'm like oh i'll just wrap my arms up here grand out oh there you go <laughs> i know it was just it was just one of those ah oh, fucking moments you know how it is when you stop caring because you think you've lost you're like oh shit i haven't <laughs> oh yeah
0: dude i've i've uh i've uh, gotten many taps uh at that moment because when you're just like you know what this is my last ditch that's why i, I call those uh hail mary's all the time man whenever i i, I like try to sometimes I'll, I'll teach a whole class just like a, here's a handful of like hail mary attempts at submissions you
1: know? mm. i think there's a distinction of hail mary like say oh no there's like 10 seconds left in the match and you're like desperate to get it but like uh mm. and ah oh, fuck it is like you have just stopped caring like ah oh, fuck it oh shit it worked yeah,
0: yeah okay so yeah that's like a a subcategory of the Hail Mary is the off fuckets.
1: You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's make a whole instruction about the
0: off oh, fuckets yeah. and the Hail Marys. That sounds but, great, man. Next next from BJJ Fanatics, it's it's Eli and Andrew doing all fuckets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck <it's.
1: laughs> <laughs> uh so Eli, can I don't I, I know you don't want to spoil the like I know we don't want to spoil the whole content of the instructional, but mm-hmm. this is just a yes or no. Can we expect a buggy joke?
0: Oh, uh, see that. I, so I'm I'm not good at buggy chokes, and I'm not good at uh, fly traps. I'm not good at those uh, very much. I you know I understand the mechanics. I, I've even taught them to people who became good at them. Um, but I'm not. It's not my thing, really. But um, since I used like not used. That's the wrong way, wrong word. Um, my. Uh, uki for this one was my girlfriend and she she's got just killer triangles she's got like these like crazy legs that come out of nowhere and then like you know you're getting triangled all of a sudden and she will throw up buggy chokes and fly traps on friggin brown belts and just shock the hell out of them and they got to work to get out so she is good at them so we did throw those in and it, it is that's a big spoiler because that's like some of the the, the last ones on the whole thing because we went through all these escapes. I have kind of a whole systematic approach to escapes, depending whether it's cross face or uh, standard or variations of side control or, or case or whatever. And then we started getting into the submissions from bottom side and I showed some of my favorites. And then we really decided like the day of, I'm like, are we going to show like buggy and fly trap? It's like, I'm not, I'm confident about teaching it, not confident about doing it, but together with me and her, it's like, it worked out perfect. So yeah spoiler it, it is on there so
1: nice <laughs> Oh, <Cool. laughs> now i have to buy it man
0: <laughs> Sold there. kind of a transitional one too because like it, when i went on to uh bjj fanatics um they always put my stuff like kind of kind of on both sides they don't keep me exactly relegated to the self-defense side but that's why i started with bjj fanatics was strictly because they wanted to expand out their in in kind of you know improve their self-defense content for the the effective self-defense aspect that they have because they have all these different kind of um divisions right they've got like mm. fanatic wrestling fanatic judo they've got you know all these different subcategories yeah they, they got they, strength they,
1: conditioning they, ones and all that as well
0: yeah exactly and it was, so that which is really cool but their their self-defense they they've got some good people on there they've also got some just complete shit on there you know but because it was kind of haphazard them trying out different fields mm. um so I was, you know, I was happy whenever they, they asked me about doing some self-defense content, and I'm I'm pretty proud of the ones I've done with them, but I was like, man, I'd kind of like to just do something. And, you know, there, there's a lot of these on the side control one that can be considered self-defense, you know, and can apply, but... I was like man i just want to show some stuff like just i want to just do some mission grappling and not put the label of this is for sport this is for street this is for mma whatever it's just like it's jujitsu you know it's like it's grappling that's going to work in a variety of conditions you got to figure out if you're going to do this on concrete with somebody punching you or if you're going to do this in a tournament you should figure that shit out on your own mm, buy, buyer beware <laughs> right exactly
1: and, uh, you know if you want to do a buggy choke in a street fight go
0: crazy but uh that's on you that's a world star moment right there man world star boogie choke (laughs) K rutola where you at (laughs) man that would make the rounds that would be on every every uh bj uh, bjj eastern europe would throw that out in a heartbeat
1: (laughs) uh man or a street beefs if someone caught that in street Street. beefs that that would be the fucking that would be the tits man that would be awesome
0: yeah. Yeah. That put, that put some of the, the arguments to rest. You know, I can't believe it's, it's this day and age and people are still having some of the most ignorant arguments uh, in discussions, but mostly arguments about, um, you know, yeah, we'll try to do that in a street fight. And this is going to happen. And it's like, man, if you can't tell that this is a more tournament geared move, or this is more for this context, then like you, it's, it's one of those things like, tell me you don't train without telling me you don't train.
1: Mm. Well, at least there, there's a bit of uh, a bit of know-how. It's just, like it, there's a shred of like knowledge there. Like you probably shouldn't do that because you might get punched. But then there's people who think whole chokeholds and arm bars and stuff don't work. Full stop. Right, man, a choke's yeah. a choke. If you want to go to sleep, I'll fucking butch in one right here. We'll see see if it works there, buddy. You know, I don't I don't understand arrogant insane, But you know, ha- no, the, the best way to find the is, best yeah. way to find out that you're wrong is someone to prove you wrong. And if yeah. you want to take a little nap it's fine you know everyone's happy.
0: <laughs> yeah you still have these guys that have their their head buried in the sand with whatever it is they train it's like uh, because I you know if I put out uh, inevitably I have and this is the problem with doing uh ever even entertaining the self defense element of of doing videos on self defense or anything it's like if I do something that I think I don't put the disclaimer of this is sport, even though I'm wearing a gi and even though I'm talking about collar grips and stuff like that. You know, and, you know, I'll show like neon belly. And anytime I show something neon belly, it's like, yeah, well, your groin's exposed. And I could just reach up and rip that off and whatever. I had somebody comment on my um, amount escape video. It's like, yeah, well, um, if the guy on bottom just reached up and bit your inner thigh. And I'm like, what the fuck? How the, just mechanically, how does that happen? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well dude i actually saw a video it was very nasty of these two girls fighting and like you know we've all seen the video where she like drags her down to the floor on yeah. by her hair starts yeah. battering her gets a high mount which is a terrible idea and your one starts biting her in the fanny i'm like oh my god that's that's yeah. nasty
0: i think but, it was like in a bathroom or something it looked like
1: it was uh yeah. it's uh, this one i remember was like it was in like someone's hallway it was near a sta- staircase
0: right i knew but, it was just but, like an enclosed space yeah
1: but man like i don't want to sound like i'm like a mad cunt but uh lady i really think you should have done up down elbow up down elbow up down elbow really do a john jones and it just fucking leather this bitch into the into the face like
0: right yeah i think that, see, that's the problem i think whenever you know someone um and i i, I talked about this recently too it's like because i you know, I've been doing this long enough where I've heard like every possible conversation. I think. Oh, but <laughs> but,
1: but what about this man? What about this one? What about there? There?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the, you're the first person to ever think of this. You know, it's the first person to ever point out that you know, hey, it hurts to get hit in the balls. <laughs> yeah.
1: No way. And it hurt. It hurts yeah. for someone to bite your genitals in a fight. That's that's a that's terrible. That's Easy. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean that, but I think people. I think people like think about stuff that they would stop mid training. You know. And you know, if you did something to me, and you you pinched me, or you you know, you did something that was painful, and in training, I was like, oh shit, you know, and I stop. That's probably not gonna have the same effect like in a street fight <laughs> most of the time.
1: Like you, know? you, you don't have the per- the person is trying to beat you up at the bar. It's like, oh dude, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for poking you. We, we, we keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was way too painful. You need to cut that cut that down.
1: Oh hey, dude, I remember this one time when I was. um still a white belt and it, like, I was still, I was a bit heavier before I uh, lost a little weight and then immediately put it back on because of the Rona. I kept, I was inside this guy's closed guard and I was trying to get out of it with like a lumberjack escape. I kept putting my knee into your man's balls. I didn't realize it. And he was, he, he, like he was a, he was a good blue belt, but he was, he was lighter than me and he got sick of it and he latched on the fucking fastest triangle you ever saw. And he kept it on. even with me tapping and he let go. It was like, don't hit me in the fucking balls again. <laughs> damn <laughs> well i i dare i then i learned not to hit people in the balls again
0: <laughs> yeah you're like i've got a i have got I really need to do some uh, remedial work on my my lumberjack pass
1: <laughs> <laughs> that too that too uh, dude, I have the funniest fucking close guard escape. I just put both my knees into their butt cheeks and then just squats like stand up and squat down and just like press yeah. it in there till it opens. It's the like if you ever see me doing it, it looks so fucking weird. Midway, I'm like, uh, this Where looks. Where you
0: got them in kind of like a full back arch, like at one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, so Eli, one of the new questions I add I added there was like, um, what's your preference? Would it be judo takedowns or wrestling based takedowns? Like, what's your sort of preference?
0: Uh, wrestling. I mean, I, I I love both of those, but um, and I, I honestly haven't said that. Um, I I probably I don't know. I guess I teach a variety, but I I like no gi a lot more these days. Mm-hmm. and um i like I just like wrestling because I think that that's it's it's hard to deny that that uh, makes for a better foundation for your takedown game. Uh, you know, I mean, not to say that if you you know train judo for as long as you train wrestling, that you know you're you're gonna be dangerous in either one of those, especially would depend on the intensity or whatever. but I just I personally prefer wrestling. and I love seeing these days, like the hybrid of of wrestling, with submission grappling, like being entered into submission grappling, because you see these hybrid takedowns. You know, you see some really good, like ankle picks and single legs that are set up. You know, um, even if it's in the gi, you see them set up with grips, or you see how to, uh, you know, transition and combine guard pulls with ankle picks. You know, and so I think that that's a little bit more the product of of uh, wrestling than it is judo. You know. Mm.
1: No like and even the way like uh, I I was at a I was at a jiu-jitsu class there and it was it was like a judo jiu-jitsu class cuz Raymond was showing stuff judo shows specific for jiu-jitsu it was showing like ankle picks and like inside trips with the, with an ankle grip like Right. like a shoot in from an ankle grip he's like yeah. now for some fucking stupid reason this is illegal in judo but when i was coming up in judo it was legal so i fucking do it and it works jiu-jitsu but like right. that's that's a real shame like that it's, stuff like that isn't isn't allowed anymore i'm like come on the fuck well, yes.
0: I c- yeah i was actually gonna say that because that that's that's part of the reason that i would uh, choose wrestling over judo because most of you know, you go into a judo school and for the most part, overwhelmingly, there's going to be Olympic judo that they're training, you know, because that's, that's kind of the gold standard. And so it's, you know, they're going to do it with a lot of the same rule stipulations. So, you know, that, and a lot of those rule stipulations obviously don't exist in, in jujitsu, like uh, in BJJ competition. And um, it also like, it, it really takes out a lot of the the options like those ankle picks and stuff like that, or anytime you, you touch the legs in general, you know, and so it's, uh, yeah I don't know it's it, judo is a little too the, the the things that are illegal put such a handicap on a lot of what you can apply to jujitsu jitsu tournaments
1: not mm, like I, I can imagine the memes now it's like imagine a big buff judo guys like yeah I, I made it to the Olympics I'm a black belt in judo I'm the fucking man I throw people over my shoulder for fun but someone touches their legs and he's just like, "Oh, ref, he touched my leg. Give him a, give him a penalty."
0: Right? Yeah, it's like people <laughs> shit on people for pulling guard in jiu-jitsu, and it's like can't even touch legs in judo. You can't even
1: touch their legs in <laughs> judo without someone throwing to kinnipshit. Yeah. Not all. I know not all judo guys are are like that, but like, come on. Plus, no, like,
0: like I, I and that's the thing too. I want to put that disclaimer because, like, I you know I want my. Any, any of my judo friends or uh, anything like hearing this and be like, why is he like shitting on judo? And it's like, no man, judo is amazing. Judo is fantastic. And, and I think you need like to train that. You need to have those judo skills and uh, all that. It's just, it's the rules. It's, it's the, the, some of the more arbitrary, silly rules. And I'd, I'd say the same thing about jiu-jitsu you know, I say the same thing about wrestling. You know I mean? Some of the, some of the things that are illegal in in like folk style wrestling, you know, or even Greco Roman it's, It's it's whenever, and I get why. I'm not, you know. It's it is a sport. You got to have rules. They're there for a reason. But you know, when you're trying to really combine some of the elements and some of the best aspects of it, those rules are a hindrance a lot of the time.
1: Mm. Now, you know what I I say? We should bring back rough and tumble. Do you you know rough and tumble?
0: (laughs) Rough and tumble. No.
1: Yeah, like in the pioneering days of America, like in gold rush and shit like <laughs> yeah. you know pe- pe- you know people would have would wrestle each other for fun yep, they either yep. just do wrestle for pins or there's rough and tumble where you're allowed to gouge each other in the eye fish hook each other <laughs> and rip each other's ears off yeah. so you know people it's would like do these grappy of
0: York kind of stuff
1: <laughs> why would you do a grappling match where you get your eye gouged out or your ear oh, ripped, I ripped just, off
0: <laughs> i had no idea man like it's yeah it's it's some crazy stuff out there it's like uh, uh it's like lethway you know it's like man it, it, Muay Thai is one thing, but you throw those damn headbutts in there, and that's, that's what and man, Those
1: fucking guys in Myanmar are fucking insane. Not to mention, they, they let you get knocked out. They let you have one knockout. let give you two minutes to recover. Then you can go again after you just got knocked the fuck out. Like, ah, oh, sure, he's fine. He's grand. He'll be, he'll yeah, be okay. Yeah, there's, there's
0: not a lot of, uh, uh, you know, 40-year-olds walking around in that sport, probably. So. Sure,
1: man. All all the Thai fellas are no better. They have 300 fights, by the time they're, and they retire by the time they're 24.
0: Right, exactly, yeah. Had their first fight when they're five years old so that they can buy, like, a wall for their family's house or something, you know.
1: (laughs) Uh, Dude, I've really gotten into 1FC. I think 1FC is the shit lately. But, man, uh, there's a fight coming up, uh, Demetrius Johnson versus Rod Tang. I'm like, uh, well, dude, uh, Rod Tang has more losses on his record than Demetrius has fights. So uh, (laughs) he has, like, 247 wins and 40-something losses. I'm like, dude, Demetrius, you're kind of you're kind of going to get fucked up and <laughs> yeah. it's in a more mu- it's in a muay thai fight it's not even yeah an that's, MMA that's fight. what's
0: yeah that's what is is crazy if it was an mma fight that's you know that's a different story but like well yeah man i don't know that's that's gonna be fun to watch though it's, it's gonna be entertaining and demetrius is so fast he's so fast i always love watching him and then he just kind of like it's just one of those things man i think that you know uh most fighters that you watch, they get to that certain point in their career if they stay around long enough, and you're kind of like they're not – they're just not the same fighter that they were. And I think it's just a natural thing. It's that everybody is – everybody falls prey to it. Everybody's victim to it, and it's a natural thing to happen. Um, then you know, it gives the fans an opportunity to shit all over them and forget about their history. But uh, yeah, I, I watching – because we were talking about um, Rory McDonald the other day. Like Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler, after they had that fight – neither one were the same ever again you know they were just mm. completely changed after that i think that it looks like every fighter has that one moment in their career where things just change you know
1: mm. now see like i haven't actually talked about Roy mcdonald in a while but like uh we, we were talking about robbie lawler there for a bit ago like coincidentally you know he hasn't he hasn't actually fought since he fought ben askren and he's actually i think he he I think he's fighting again in September against uh, Nick
0: Diaz. Yeah, that that should be entertaining. That should be really interesting because you, like both of those guys aren't what they used to be, but they're both always you know you know they're always going to bring it. They're always going to like go until they're just dust. I think uh, it seems like I can't remember. Um, uh, Robbie Lawler, he fought. I think he's fought once or twice since Askren.
1: I think. Uh... I'll look it up later, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't fought since Askren. But uh, I could be wrong. Like, I'm not a, I'm not an uh, an expert, sir, by any means. <laughs> uh, I call myself an expert if I remember when one person had their last fight. But he, right. Oh, speaking of which... What do you think about that call, the whole uh, bulldog choke thing? I know it's two years later, but what
0: what's, do you think it was?
1: I think it was early because it's Herb Dean and he loves stopping shit early.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, I do kind of think that, man. Honestly, I think it was kind of early because, you know, Robbie Lawler, like it, it, even if he was out, like he was going to like come back to and continue fighting like he wasn't. <laughs> I, I don't think he was out, though, man. It was yeah, I just I think that was a bad call especially after he had been, you know, he was winning that fight uh, handily, you know? Yeah, he, okay, so I just looked it up. So um, there was Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren, then after that he fought Kobe Covington, and then he fought Neil Magny.
1: Shit, man, I completely forgot about those.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, it um, looks like, yeah, because he lost both of those. So he's he's had four losses in a row.
1: Oh, Jesus. Who'd he fight before Askren, right?
0: Uh, Rafael dos Anjos. Oh, uh,
1: Okay. Oh, do you know what was great that had uh, Rafael, Rafael Lisanos there. It was a uh, fucking this submission underground there from a few months back again, where him and Cowboy Cerrone had a fucking match inside yeah, there. It was, was very great. good. Yeah. I was watching that with my brother, and he's like, "Oh, dude, fucking Cowboy Cerrone is actually really good at jiu-jitsu, fucking hell!" Like and. And then with the whole overtime and he's like, oh, I didn't tap. And then they have the overtime round again after the fucking – after the card was, car was supposed to end. And then right. fucking Cowboy just armbars him anyway. He's like, well, guess I did win. Guess <laughs> 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 I did win. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> imagine that in mma like someone oh i didn't actually go out so we're gonna have the, the third round later after the main card is over that would never fucking happen
0: no that, that'd be a weird event <laughs> like, i mean there's some weird rule sets out there for different events but that'd be a really fucking weird one
1: <laughs> that, that that would be, be fucking insane <laughs> Also, eli what would you say is like your proudest achievement whether it be like competition or just like um be, being a coach or, or a gym owner like what would you say is your proudest achievement or, or even just as a content creator since you have a great youtube channel which would be in description obviously for everyone
0: <laughs> uh, thank you um uh man i don't know i think um i don't know if i have like one big defining one you know i mean I, I, my, my the biggest things that i'm proud of is whenever like people tell me that my instructionals help them you know, like that, that's the, that's like my, my proudest thing, I think, if I was going to have something, uh, because it's, um, you know, I, I pay attention to the feedback a lot, uh, probably more than I should, but like they, you know, when somebody tells me that they were, if, even if it was something just as simple as like, hey, you know, I, I just started and, um, this is really, how helped me a lot, not feel like a complete idiot on the mats. And this is, you know, this has really accelerated my learning curve or something like that, watching your videos, or, you know, if they get something off my instructional, or the best thing is whenever um, somebody, especially with like law enforcement or someone who has uh, a situation where they have actual physical encounters. And they, they said that, you know, watching and training along with my instructional is like they were able to, to use something that they got from watching and training, you know, just through that to You know, keep them safe in a situation, or or able to control somebody in a situation. You know that that's a huge deal to me. So that's that's I think the biggest reward that I get out of anything that I do is is anything like that. You know, Um, but you know it also goes farther too. Sometimes people um, like during, especially over this last year, because since it's been like a year since we talked almost, it was we uh, hearing people say like you know I've like with all the gyms shut down and And, you know, no other way to train except like at my house and, you know, nobody being there to teach or coach. It's been helpful, like working along with your videos to really kind of, you know, be able to keep doing jujitsu, at least to that capacity. Like that, that was a big deal over this last year because I had people tell me that quite a bit and it's like, man, your videos really, really helped keep me sane, you know, because there's a lot of people that without that outlet, without training, they, I know I'm the same way. It's like, I, you know, I, I would be a, a basket case, you know, it's, it's nothing short of therapy and, and such a big part of my, my life that, you know, you take that away from me and I'm not going to be a good person to be around. I'm not going to be like a a mentally balanced person, you know? So (laughs) it's, it's, it's like that, you know, different things do that for different people. But I think for so many people that training has been so impactful in their life that it's, it's something that they really need. And that's why it it sucks to see so many people have to, have to take off time from training and have to be shut down and have to be, you know like um you know restricted in all these ways to, to not be able to to get their training in
1: mm. No man that's that's Jason, man but like uh what's it called i was gonna phrase this some way but i I'm fucking drawing a blank now <laughs> well i was gonna say something really funny and i for, fucking forgot it oh damn
0: god damn come back.
1: Come back. uh i bet you it will but like uh what the fuck was i gonna say Man, that's that's going to drive me crazy all fucking day. <laughs> God damn it.
0: <laughs> I can say everything I just said again, and maybe it'll come back to your head. <laughs> uh,
1: nah, please don't.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that, that reminds me. So, like, uh, <clears throat> uh, this is one of the newer questions I added, like I said. Uh, is there anything in the jiu-jitsu community that you don't like and you'd you, or you might, in fact, hate or despise and that you'd get rid of it if you could?
0: Mm. Uh Man, I think uh, there's, there's a lot of things, I, I guess just recently to make this topical, um, mm. it's this, all the scandal going on, right? And I don't know mm, if you're going to bring yeah. it up or not, but it's just all this, all this uh, scandal, because like jujitsu's, uh it's, it's about to experience uh, its own Me Too movement, you know, and which in, in some ways is very good. You know, it's in a lot of ways, it's very good. Obviously, anybody like these these scumbag pieces of shit that have preyed on uh, female students, especially underage female students, like these are just absolute scumbags. As are the people who have actively covered up um, this behavior just because it would reflect badly on you know this uh, academy or this organization or this whatever. I mean, that's obviously completely abhorrent. It's obviously like horrific. Uh, I, I i hate that um i do hate the discussion about you know this is when people start to conflate that as the culture i because I, I saw a post from someone earlier today and I was like yeah i mean what she's saying is you know there's a lot of truth to it there's a lot of good to it but she was kind of talking about the culture of bjj and how it the culture is conducive to this kind of behavior because it's a male dominated you know kind of alpha kind of testosterone driven environment and so that's you know it's like it's kind of like the toxic masculinity kind of discussion and it's like man we got to be careful with that kind of talk
1: mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. like we, we've all like you remember like a few years back like this is just one thing like uh this is like what all i say about this whole uh scandal thing at the moment like uh It's good what they're doing, exposing these fucking scumbags, pieces of shit, you know, especially people who cover it up. And, you know, more it's like even like I've even seen people that weren't like it wasn't even involved with the initial sort of thing that broke. Other people have come out about shit that happened to them that wasn't even related to that. Like grand out, you know, exposing other pieces of shit. But you don't want to go down to similar routes. That the actual Me Too movement did where they started acute, yeah. where they started fucking canceling people who did nothing wrong. Like yeah. I even saw a whole bunch of threads and a whole bunch of Instagram accounts. One comes to mind it was called Hardcore Predators, it was called. And it uh, said see. it said it yeah. said uh victims needed because they wanted to cancel Matt uh. Damon. Like, does anyone have any negative experiences of Matt Damon because we don't like him and we want to cancel him? I'm like, you're literally. You're literally just hoping this guy's a piece of shit. For all you know, he's done nothing wrong. You're just like, oh, anyone... You're not even just exposing shit that's come out. Like, yeah. this is just a tangent. Like, shit that's actually come to light. You're saying, oh, yeah, guys, why don't you come and tell us? So, like, you might even be facilitating a few false allegations there. Like, I'm yeah, not... That's, that's, you know... Like, that's that's the reason the proper Me Too movement there fell apart. So why it's a fucking joke now. And why, you know... You know, it started with good intentions. Exposed some real pieces of shit. But then... It got a bit too overzealous, you know. Exposing in doing shit that was unnecessary, right. you know, going overboard and punishing people who did nothing wrong. Just don't fucking do this. Anyone who's listening, who's like uh, trying to, you know, solve all this shit, but you know.
0: Yeah, it is, man. And that—that's the thing. That's that's definitely the, the the road to hell being paved with good intention intentions, right there. Because, uh, it, you know, you're gonna get you're inevitably going to get some of those situations happening. And it's like, you know, as long as the balance stays appropriate and it's overwhelmingly doing good, you know, then yeah, whatever more power to it. And, you know, it, what if it can shine some lights on these situations or, or make somebody comfortable to come forward that wouldn't have otherwise. Because, you know, there are mm-hmm. tons of these situations where, you know, somebody was scared to come forward because, you know, whatever reason. But, like, it... it and it's just, it's, it's problematic because now it, it, it could do the same amount of damage on the flip side. So if a female, you know, is wanting to start, it's already a difficult thing for a female Mm. to come into a male dominated area. You know, she's overwhelmingly, If she walks into a place, she's probably going to see more men on the map than, than females, even if there are females there. And she's going to see, you know, uh, she's going to be told to get on the ground and let Get between your legs and this is a position that we work from and now now I'm gonna do this and that it's, it's already an intimate and and intimidating thing that but can overwhelmingly have uh such huge benefits for her you know it, but so you know it, we need to do a good job to make things a, a comfortable environment but at the end of the day we're also doing something to that's simulating a very uncomfortable situation and that's the benefit of it you know? mm. so it's it's a really nuanced conversation so I guess ultimately, it's just like any other kind of like movement or situation that it needs to be handled with nuance that these people need to not be so quick to, you know, because if I post right now, uh, hey, um, I heard that this guy uh, sexually molested or sexually assaulted, like when you, you better be sure you better have the receipts, you know, you better have the evidence that this happened because you two things you call somebody a rapist or a racist and these days you don't have to really have anything to back it up because it's going to stick until that person like scrubs it clean with mm. factual evidence that that's not the case.
1: Mm. And even even then, like if they do, like even if it is a case where someone made some shit up about them and are proven 100 percent that it was bullshit, you still have a bunch of hangers on to sure. say, oh, that guy's a rapist or that guy's racist, even though. And he just got off with it. It's like, oh no, he he didn't do it. It was like, Well fuck him anyway, off uh, he's he's probably a piece of shit anyway. They they just they still want they still want to hate on people. But like
0: Yeah, it's like well why would why would they say it if it weren't true? Yeah. That, that's what you hear. It's like the you know, the the uh, the Richard Gere uh, gerbil story, you know, it's like Richard Gere like, likes to stick gerbils up his ass. And it's like, it's so outlandish, and it's so crazy and everything. But and who knows where it started? And hell, it might be true. But you know, there's like nobody has evidence for it. But you hear something that outlandish. And it's like, wait, why would somebody just say that, you know, there's got to mm. be an element of truth to it. So, you know, and that's, and that's, that's scary, you know. And mm. it's these days it's a lot easier to be uh guilty until proven innocent instead of the other way around.
1: And also like uh there's a, I've seen a, a bit of hypocrisy. Like uh not not off of the people who are exposing, but like I've seen like um a few like jujitsu like um tournament organizers. I'm not gonna name any names because, you know, don't wanna start any shit. But like yeah. you know, or a few jujitsu video platforms you know, we all know the one I'm talking about. They made a they made a big stink just there about, oh yeah, we don't support this. It we we support women, we support uh, inclusion. We fucking hate that this is happening in our community. Yet, they have an abundance of videos, interviews, and series on their platform about someone in our community who's a confirmed fucking rapist. And whenever someone, you know, yeah, I'm noticing a bit of hypocrisy. You know, I'm like, well, you're talking about how rape is bad here, but you're hosting videos with a rapist and interviews with a rapist on your fucking platform, which you, which you guys interviewing him and not bringing it up. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like,
0: that's that's the biggest hypocrisy. Is whenever it's like, um, you know, you they'll they'll completely they'll jump on board for something that's a trendy topic, you know, yeah. and it's like that, that sucks because this is a very serious topic. This is something that needs to be addressed with a, a, a serious degree of gravity to it. And, you know, they're, they're just coming out and, and jumping on it. um, And, you know, maybe not solely for that, but they're only, they're only going to take it up to the extent that it starts to actually put something on the line for them, you know,
1: mm. now, f- fair play to plenty of people out there. There was one dude in like the UK sort of uh, jujitsu scene that was uh, – he came to light that uh, he had done some, you know, fucked up things. And this, this one um video guy's uh, – sorry, instructional website pulled this thing, uh, his course off of their fucking site. Fair enough. Because, you know, that's actual non-hypocrisy. That's actual yeah. stick, sticking by your fucking, you know – integrity all right uh, uh, no, no time for uh, i swear uh, time for a, a lighter topic uh, but, <laughs>
0: well, but, but you got you getting though like i was gonna say is uh and, and you know not to, to drag this out any longer no no you know, no It's no, fine it, it is curious though to you know think well um what you know like it, it's just always a tricky thing because it's like you know what if i think that uh you know all the horrible things about michael jackson are true um, should we cancel his music forever? should we you know delete it should it what if uh you know I think that um you know the people with with shady pasts you know like should I never listen to Bill cosby's comedy again you know should I never uh you know is does it invalidate you know mike tyson's uh history for the horrible shit that he did so I mean it's like you I think that the 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 difficult the most difficult thing to do is to separate somebody from you know their worst moments their their worst aspects of them you know, to appreciate, uh, th- to find the ability to appreciate something they did to contribute positive. You post a Gandhi quote online and you're going to get stuff about him being a, a pedophile and a, a, a this and a that, you know, and it's like, Okay, but does that invalidate this beautiful quote that he said over here about human nature and everything else? And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately asking the question because this is something that I've, I've struggled with whenever something did come to light about, you know, something horrible that somebody did, and now we, we just have to erase them from existence. And it's like, man, you're really erasing a lot. This, this is, this a lot about this, you know. And to get extra serious about, you know, people tearing down statues of, uh, you know, like uh, Confederate soldiers or, or whatever. Um, in the United States, you know it's like uh, and all over the world, it's like I, I don't know it's it's a really it's a complex situation. I think people see it a little too black and white sometimes so it's it's it's, uh, it's something that needs to be handled with nuance.
1: Mm. No man, that's the biggest problem nowadays. It's just like everyone sees things either. Oh yeah, it's just yes or no. It's not never just in the middle. It's the same thing with the whole uh the whole COVID thing. Or you you believe in it, you think it's a hoax. You're a conspiracy theorist You're a fucking par paranoid COVID uh, cultist or something. Or other I, I don't know this what, what sort of term. or like oh you're pro vax or anti vax. People are just like oh it's never just in the middle, you know. It's, or you yeah, know it's, people people no, people I don't are fucking to. stupid.
0: I don't have to I don't want to have to show you my personal medical information as a passport to be able to do like everyday things and that now you're going to label me as like, a, a, you know, some kind of crazy fucking label like, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're you're a vaccine, uh, you're anti-vaxxer, you're a a COVID denier, you're this. No, I don't want to have to show my vaccine passport to go into a restaurant like that's that's a little absurd and that's a dangerous route to go down historically whenever you start making people you know show their papers to go into uh you know daily life but uh, anyway it's a touchy subject. so uh, you know
1: like i'll just say i'll i'll, I'll end this touchy subject at one thing i saw a really good meme one time there was a guy inside his own house wearing like tree masks looking outside He's like, look at those extremists, and it's just a bunch of <laughs> yeah. random normal people at like a picnic outside extremists. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go outside and live your live your fucking life makes you an extremist. I don't yeah, want to be. A, if that makes you an extremist, I don't want to be a moderate.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's, this is a it's a weird time, man. It's a weird time.
1: Mm. Uh, so Eli, on a way less lighter note, how do you guys handle <laughs> how do you guys handle warm ups at your gym? Do do purple belts get to skip them or not, or what's the deal? Do you do flow <laughs> rolls or run around circles or a lot of yoga? What what do you guys do?
0: I started this thing where. um uh and it's it, because it keeps it kind of lighthearted, but it also kind of puts people on the spot at the same time, where if you are late stepping onto the mat, like when warm-ups are going on, you know, so you're kind of like showing up late for the, the warm-ups in the beginning, then everybody stops and claps for you. <laughs> they they, 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 they <laughs> applaud you, so everybody has to stop doing what they're doing. They get this whole big standing ovation.
1: <laughs> so, so people be slapping and banging the mats like when like when people get promoted aren't you we, people be like yeah <laughs> cheering and clapping and slapping yeah. the mats like yeah so like, it's, like, it's <laughs>
0: like we're doing this happy positive thing for people uh but also you know like putting them on the in the spotlight for you know showing up later you know
1: so it's, it's like
0: instead of making them do extra warm-ups or punishing them or something you know it, it's a good way to like kind of light-heartedly embarrass them you know but uh yeah that's that's kind of how we uh, you know, it's, I don't really care a whole lot if somebody shows up late. Now, if it's a chronic thing and I know they're not showing up late or they're showing up late because they're just, you know, being lazy or whatever and not caring. Most anybody that ever shows up late, they, I know they have a good reason. You know, they're, they, their job was keeping them and they were busting their ass to get there when they did. So I don't, you know, it's it's not, I don't take it as a disrespect thing or, at all.
1: Mm. Well, plus not to mention if it's like a chronic laziness thing, they're just being lazy
0: how 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 do they even come? Why do they even come to Jiu, jiu- Jitsu if they're fucking lazy? <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, I, you know, I think that it's, you know, if, if I'm trying to run a I don't run a, a hardcore stable of fighters here for the most part, you know, and it's we're not like, you know, it's it's not paramilitary, you know, I think I think that that most cases, whenever there's a place that really um, condemns people for showing up late, then it's I think it's kind of a throwback to like the old school martial arts paramilitary kind of, uh, environments. And, you know, uh, I'm just, that's not my vibe for the most part.
1: Mm. Nah, see, like, I don't know. I, I, I always show up early. I'm never late well, to be fair. Cause I don't have a job. Like I, I always, <laughs> I always show up early. Like I, cause I like to get, get chill and get, you know, uh, settled in. I'm like, yeah, I'm training now. You know, that's just yeah. me. I hate Russian and like, I hate I fucking hate being late. It's like there was times oh, where I, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be 30 minutes late. Okay, I'm just not gonna fucking go training then. Fuck that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how I am, man. I, I like if I'm if I feel like if I'm right on time, then I'm late. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. I, I like to I like to be there early and kind of get acclimated to the environment and everything too. <laughs> uh, no,
1: nah, man, my biggest I don't know I wouldn't say they're my biggest claim to fame. Uh, in four and a half years of doing jiu jitsu, I've only been late like less than five times. I'm I'm like never late. But to be fair, sometimes I show up way too fucking early. <laughs> and uh, my, my biggest thing, this is the one I'm actually proud of. I've never once ever forgotten my belt ever. Not at one time. <laughs>
0: nice. That's awesome. I, I've only forgotten my belt a couple of times. And one time was a really bad time. And it was because I was a black belt. And like oh. I always kept, I always kept a belt in my car. I always kept a belt in my car, usually in my trunk because I have like multiple uh black belts like uh like just for whatever reason and you know i traveled a lot so it's like i always just kind of took confidence that that was there so you know i was going to go up to a seminar to attend a seminar and um and i'm not even going to say where it was because it was like it was for me embarrassing nobody really put me on spot it wasn't a big deal like to anybody else except me but you know i I was going to go up and uh i was like I got about halfway there. It's like three hours away. I got about halfway there. I'm like, realized, I'm like, shit, I cleaned my car out the other day. I've got a gi. I don't have a belt, you know? So I'm like, damn it. So, um, you know, I, I called the the guy putting it on. I'm like, man, is there anybody there who would possibly have an extra black belt? He's like, oh, man. He's like, you can use mine, you know? He's like, I'm like, dude, you're a third degree black belt. I was like a flat black at the time. I'm like, I can't <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like no man it'll be fine i'm like nah man hey
1: man you can have my belt it has three yeah. Straps, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, yeah i'm not not about to do that not about to try to have to explain to people like how i got promoted to third degree black belt when i was just you know a black belt uh, six days ago <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's like instant in a way like uh he'd been a
1: black yeah. belt for donkey years and he never put got degrees and he's like so and he he was like registering his academy for IBJJF, but like if you go by the time scale he would have been a fifth degree black belt so he's like yeah so fucking what do i put this fucking stripes on myself what's the deal
0: right yeah man it, it is and that's that's the the weird thing about registering with a place like uh especially with uh, ibjjf because they do go by that kind of chronology of it you know so you, and that which is uh you know i guess it's it's pros and cons to it or whatever but he was also the one was it him or egan that um demoted himself to like purple belt right at that time do you remember that he is, no like, just, this was this remember. was only a, a few years back i think maybe like six or seven years back and he said that you know he, i guess he started training with a new group or whatever and he just started seeing like how much the game has evolved and he you know had been in mma for so long um, and doing jiu-jitsu for mma that he his his like sport jiu-jitsu wasn't like where a black belt he thought should be so he like demoted himself to purple belt
1: mm-hmm. i don't like the whole demotion thing like here's the thing yeah. like i've seen plenty guys like on plenty of guys, like, guys gotten their blue belts and fucked off and then come back and then they're they're getting killed by white belts yeah they, sh- they shouldn't put a white belt on again like here's the thing you know say a white belt you know like uh, <clears throat> say this blue belt is like you know like i said disappeared for a bit, came back they sh- they're not a white belt again they earned it no take backs you're just a yeah. shit blue belt now yeah yeah you know there's exactly. nothing wrong with that but let's call a spade a spade you're a blue belt who isn't that good at jiu-jitsu anymore you weren't well to be fair if it's any consolation they weren't very good to begin with because come on it's it's a fucking blue belt <laughs>
0: right well i mean th- this is the thing too it's like okay so this is this is the uh really a weird thing to me because, I mean, there there's plenty of blue belts out there that can tap me and I'm a black belt. I'm a second degree black belt. I know there's plenty of black or blue belts in the world that can tap me, plenty of purple belts, plenty of every belt. Um, there's some black belts out there that I can tap, you know, but it's like, if this is all just a performance-based thing, then, you know, you're going to have a real hard time promoting anybody. And there's going to be a hell mm-hmm. of a lot less upper belts in the world because you have these 14 year olds coming up that are, you know, getting their green belt and able to tap competitive black belts you know so it's like what what does a a lot of this really mean you know i mean it's 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 hard to to go strictly off of performance-based things and it's uh so that gets really confusing after a while so yeah i mean uh, i think that you know you're on the right track it's like if you're if you feel like you're a shitty blue belt or purple belt or whatever belt then you just got to work harder you know it's like Mm. if, if you demote yourself that's you that's you not only feeling sorry for yourself, you know, but, like, it's you just accepting defeat in so many ways, mm. you know. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I, don't th- I think it's a, a form of kind of intellectual dishonesty or at least self-dishonesty.
1: Mm. No, like, you know, it's just – you know you should want to be as good as you as a what you think a blue belt should be, yeah you know, for an example, you shouldn't just opt out like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I guess I'll just put a white belt on until someone else decides I'm good enough to be a blue belt again." like no, take the onus on yourself, put the effort on yourself, yeah. the fucking you know, put in the work,
0: yeah, exactly man and that, it's it should be a constant you should if you're not constantly trying to improve there there's no coasting in jujitsu. You know, I, you can go and do another martial art and I won't pick on anybody because, uh, you know, every martial art has their high points and low points, but, you know, you can do go and do some of the martial arts somewhere else. And it's like, as long as you know, this, you know, criteria, you know, this curriculum of the information and you can perform whatever it is under demonstration purposes, then, you know, you're, you're a manageable, whatever that rank is, you know? So, that, cause there's a lot less performance based things. It's, it's the performance based aspect of jujitsu that makes it great and makes it difficult at the same time, you know, because it's like it's if it, people start thinking you're like, man, this purple belt tapped this brown belt. So does that mean that brown belt sucks? No, it doesn't. I can take I can take anybody in the world with about maybe a dozen exceptions and transplant them into a different environment and they're going to be the king of the hill or put them in a different environment and they're going to be the fucking bottom rung of the ladder. So it's like, you know, what what does it really mean? So I guess what I'm saying is like we should just do away with all rank and just say, fuck it,
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, dude. It's just like, here's the thing. Shit happens, you know, like day in day out you know one day you might be tapping out a brown belt the next day you might get tapped out by a white belt you know it's a fucking it's a fluctuating scale and plus you know you could have just been you know you could have been working defensively or the brown belt could have been working defensively or maybe the blue belt is like or sorry maybe the white belt was working something and he you just he just caught you or man it could have could have been could have been for any reason or no reason at all just pure random happenstance it is what it is
0: it is yeah and i remember i remember being in a a yoga class of all, all places and it was, it was brian kest and i want to see this guy in a seminar and it was i really i've always admired his his teaching like he, he does like ashtanga yoga and i was all, i've always admired him and i was fortunate enough to go to like a seminar class of his and you know i remember him basically giving the whole speech in his terms about you know you don't know what somebody's dealing with at that moment you know i mean it's it, it you don't know if like the you see these two guys fight in the UFC and it's like holy shit how did that guy beat that guy I thought that guy was a lot better well I mean you don't know that that guy's you know mom just died you know or he's he just found out that you know his best friend has cancer or or he just you know experienced this personal tragedy or he's got something wrong with him you know he's like maybe he's got like this flaming case of hemorrhoids and he's you know every step that he takes is the most painful experience of his life you don't you don't know shit about what other people are dealing with and so before you go and truly judge them like that's that's something that you need to get straight
1: mm. and plus like you know like people like people always complain about getting tapped by lower belts oh man i fucking suck well dude like you know that'll help you improve because you know maybe you were you baby you were coasting and they, yeah. they took advantage you know shit happens like yeah. this one time this one time i went to this other gym and like uh near it was just after i got my blue belts i only started going to the gyms after i got my blue belts and then like uh what's it called there was this bigger guy, like, you know, you know how it is when you get your blue belt, your bit fucking uh, full of yourself, egotistical. Yeah. Plus, you know, it was Nogi. I wasn't particularly good Nogi at the time. And this fucking dude, me in an arm triangle. I was being a stubborn cunt. I was in it for like two and a half minutes. I was the most miserable two and a half minutes of my fucking life. And he got me and I tapped. I'm like, for fuck's sake. So then, you know, I fucking, what's it? I... I was looking, you know, that made me look for fucking arm triangle escapes and uh, defenses. And then like two days later, uh, once again, at another, another gym, because I was traveling around a lot that week, a black belt put me into an arm triangle. And I fucking escaped because, you know, I looked into it and I fucking, you know, done my fucking homework. Now, if that fucking, that white belt didn't get me with the arm triangle, I wouldn't have gotten out the black belt's arm triangle. Yeah. This is just is the way of it, yeah, sometimes exactly. fluctuating scale.
0: Yeah, that, and that's what it should be. That's what that's what it should do. It shouldn't it shouldn't do irreparable harm to your you know your psyche that you got tapped by this person at this time or whatever. It's like just go back and work on it, you know. Because you know who doesn't care if that person taps you or this person taps you? Literally everybody in the whole fucking world except you. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. nobody's losing sleep over the fact that you got tapped by a rank that was lower than you that night.
1: Mm. no like a whole bunch of like i you know i've tapped out a few brown belts no one's given me a fucking trophy or an award no supermodels have come to spend the night with me nothing like that because no one gives a shit if i tap out a brown belt
0: (laughs) right (laughs) yeah man people people get too full of themselves you know and it and i I think it's part of the human condition man we all think that everybody's paying a lot more attention to us than they really are and people care about our problems as much as you know we care about our problems
1: hmm ah uh, you know sure like if you're watching someone roll like say you're on the sidelines between rounds and you see them hit something good against the higher belt, obviously be like nice job man but don't be a guy, oh dude you hit that against the higher belt oh my fucking god someone sucked <laughs> yeah. this guy's dick
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck those people <laughs> <laughs> unless it's like
1: a sarcastic thing that it's really funny
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's i mean it's it's definitely a horrible feeling whenever you you can tell that you know because like I, I know people that have been watching me roll and then like they'll they'll see me get caught by somebody that you know in their mind shouldn't have caught me and I, it is a shit feeling whenever you you stand up after that and you can feel their look and their judgment on you because it's like oh my god this. Like, that's, I uh, can't believe he got caught with that. Or I can't believe this person caught him with that, you know? And it's, that is a shitty feeling. But that's, that's my ego feeling that way. That's strictly my ego. Because what's the, what's the polar opposite, uh, uh, opposite of that is if I'd caught one, someone that I probably shouldn't have caught. And then I stand up and I want that congratulatory celebration by other people that were standing watching there being like, dude, that was amazing that you did that. That's incredible. You know, I can't believe you did that. You're, you're so, you're so fucking great. Like, that's, it, it, that's the opposite end of that. So you feeling sorry for yourself or thinking that all these people, you know, um, are, are looking down on you, that's still all you. And the flip side of it is that you want them all to just, you know, bend over and kiss your ass because you did a great job.
1: Mm. And guys, like, you know, there wouldn't be any success without failure. You know, like, you know, tapping out a higher belt wouldn't mean as much if you didn't occasionally Get put into trouble by lower belts. It wouldn't really matter. We wouldn't wouldn't would matter as much. Yeah. You got to got to watch yourself. Got to protect your neck every fucking second, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's about, man. We're just we're all trying to get better at this for, you know, for our sport, for our art, for our life. You know, I mean, it's 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 a, a constant it's a constant battle of self-improvement more than it is anything else, man
1: really okay so guys we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call a round of specifics eli has been on the round of specifics before but i've actually changed a few of the questions around so eli do you want to do round two of round of specifics oh yeah i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> Okay, no Transformers tirades this time, I swear. We won't okay. go on the 20-minute rant. <laughs> right. Okay, I'll go on a two-minute rant before we get into this. Now, Eli, <laughs> there's there's a new show on Netflix. It's like a Transformers show. I can't remember what it's called, but I watched the first episode of it. Yeah. It's a crossover of the G1 Transformers and Beast Wars. I'm like, yeah. this sounds fucking cool. I like it. Uh, let's, let's have a look-see. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan. I didn't particularly like it because, okay, if you've ever seen Beast Wars, they've established that the G1 Transformers are way fucking bigger. They're like ginormous in comparison to the fucking ones in Beast Wars. Okay, so that's a nitpick that the scale of them is messed up. uh, The animation, uh, it's not my cup of tea, but I, I, I won't nitpick on that. One thing that's really got me about this fucking show, okay, to be fair, it might get good. But like I've only I seen the first episode, I just didn't like it because I love I love Beast Wars. The fucking voice acting. the the voice acting in Beast Wars was fucking awesome. The guys they got for Optimus and Megatron were decent. These guys I know they're trying their best and they're they're just voice actors. You know, it's slim pickings for some people. <laughs> it sucks. They're shit. They're not it, it, it's like a bad impression. I'm like, uh, and plus the characterization, these guys aren't acting like they did in the fucking show. They're acting like they're acting like dickheads i'm like dude come on come on yeah. rant over like uh, no, i would i, I, I wouldn't I recommend i wouldn't
0: recommend i it. saw i saw some of i saw like a first couple episodes of it and but the thing was like this is the 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 one that you're talking about with beast wars this is like the second season kind of thing though right mm-hmm. because there was like this this one they put out recently right before it that was just, uh several episodes because it was like all taking place on uh um shit what's their home planet Cybertron? cybertron yeah so it was like the battle for cybertron right and so then they like at the end of that they went through some kind of gate or portal and then they wound up like lost in space or something i don't remember i'm remembering segments of it and then like the the planet they land on where the beast wars thing is happening that's um that's like a continuation of that first because the first one was really cool all the stuff that took place on Cybertron and talking about the history and kind of how the wars started and how the the factions kind of like separated between uh, Autobots and Decepticons and seeing the the people like switching sides and the people like it, it was like political and I mean it was I thought that was pretty cool like the the Beast Wars things yeah I I but I was too old for Beast Wars by the time those came out on Transformers uh, so, I never got into those anyway, but I did think it was weird that somebody could transform into like a giant fucking jet and then their like humanized form be the same size as this guy who transformed into like a, a cheetah. Over like, <laughs> yeah. Like, or when Megatron in the old cartoons, where he, he would transform into his gun form, but then like Starscream could hold him and shoot him. I'm like, that. That,
1: that's fucking stupid yeah, he no, is
0: major, just like the leader and he's
1: <laughs> right. being fucking he's being wielded by his fucking his his <laughs> yeah. underling like dude
0: come well, on even that you'd you know you'd be a pistol the size of a damn plane so it's like, like how you know, imagine
1: shooting. if you could transform into a gi your only superpower you couldn't do jujitsu unless you transformed into a gi to be worn <laughs> by
0: your, your best students i'm like dude come on that's yeah. fucking that's lame <laughs> That's lame, man. There's there were some there were some weird, not thought out fully uh, Transformers ideas.
1: But But gee you mean to tell me a show about robots turning into cars and machines uh, that was purely made to sell toys wasn't thought out properly? Yeah, yeah, I say, don't know, say it ain't so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: the logistics were just you know they they really should have brought in a lot more uh, you know made it a lot more realistic <laughs> <laughs> they fucked it up bro <laughs> yeah you can make uh-huh. a thing about alien robots that can transform into different things uh you, know, you can make that realistic somehow <laughs> yeah okay a really
1: good one people shit on this beast machines it was the sequel series the beast wars they did something really inti- intriguing where they do, it's not just that they turn into robots and animals. Both of their forms are, like, robotic animals and, like, animalistic robots, so it's, like, techno-organic. It's, like, a pure melding of machine, and, like, it's not like they're cyborgs. Like, even on the genetic level, they're, like, t- machinery and uh, organic. That's fucking really intriguing.
0: Yeah, maybe they saw that, like, this is weird that this, this transformer transforms into, like, an actual gorilla that looks like a gorilla. You know, that's that's kind of weird, you know, or this it transforms into this and it looks like an actual animal that that didn't make uh, as much sense. So they're like, we got to we got to fix this somehow.
1: And mm. um, man, just the word uh, I I'll say this and I'll say no more. <laughs> the worst thing about that second show is the guy who plays Beast Wars Megatron. His fucking... Do you remember Megatron, that show? He'd always say, yes, just just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the end, of, instead of saying, like, he's like, yes, yes, all maniacally, his yes is terrible. It's like, yes. Like, dude, come on. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to the round of specifics. Eli, what was your first <laughs> ski that you've ever had?
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't even know the brand, man. I mean, the first... The first gi, well, this is not, this is jujitsu gi, 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 right? Now, this is not uh, like taekwondo, dobok kind of thing, right?
1: Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, Let's
1: take, I'll take jujitsu ones for now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the first gi that I had, it was a judo gi. I don't remember the uh, the brand, but there weren't really jujitsu gi's on the market necessarily. Um, so it was like some kind of random judo brand it was like the you know the the shorter sleeves with the big wide cuffs on them you know and mm,
1: like, yeah um, wizard yeah. sleeves perfect yeah, for ezekiel chokes
0: exactly right <laughs> that's yeah.
1: selling point like guys perfect for ezekiel chokes choke the yeah. fuck up each and every one of your training partners with your elongated sleeves to make you look like a fucking wizard huzzah
0: yeah <laughs> that's like whenever people still ask any anymore about pistol grips on sleeves i'm like that doesn't really exist anymore i mean like if somebody's got like a a hand-me-down gi or they're using a judo gi and jujitsu then maybe you can pistol grip stuff or joystick grip stuff but you know for the most part that's not going to be a thing but yeah it was it, I, my first gi was a judo gi and i remember i had this bag and i was training so many things at the time i was training uh judo i was training jujitsu i was training um uh, jeet kundo i was training uh, uh muay thai like and i had so much gear in this bag um and somebody busted out the window of my car and stole my bag, and it had all my shit in it. it had my gi, had my uh, – and this was actually at a time um, – let's see. I had I had a, a jiu-jitsu black belt in there. It was my first black belt that I ever had was in there, and so, like, they, they stole that. This was a long time ago, but, yeah, man, I was heartbroken. I think the next gi I probably got was, like, a Krugens maybe or kickskin. You remember those?
1: Mm. Nah they, they weren't around here in ireland like um the only ones around here in ireland are wolfhound coral from back in the day tammy kings coral was the shit like i i never got a coral gee, but like um uh the older gents have them they love those gis uh there's a wolfhound which is an irish brand it's, those those geese are grand out sounds like an irish brand yeah yeah they, i'll send you a picture of these geese they look they just look irish they're very they're very good <laughs>
0: that's cool yeah they, um you remember uh, uh what, was, what was it um howard combat kimonos no man no? <laughs> man i had one of those yeah uh but it was it was interesting man i remember um i remember like the first time looking at a gi that i thought oh this is cool as hell it was a, it was a kick skin and i remember half gracie was like the the spokes model for them and back in the day this is like you know black belt magazine ads in the back or something you know Uh, there there were some there were some cool ones man i was a a big a big geek connoisseur didn't have money for shit to buy anything but you know
1: Mm. Nah, i get you man or another one uh scramble scramble's pretty good i like scramble Scramble. yeah dude i got i got one of their geese that's like uh it's empty but it comes with all the patches you can place them wherever you want i'm like yeah nice creativity you
0: remember <laughs> the old school the old school geese where like there were no patch restrictions and they look like just people going into competition looking like a nascar racer yeah you know, okay race and,
1: for <laughs> however ridiculous they look i'm so i'm i'm sort of jealous they look really fucking cool in my opinion someone i'd like one i have one i have a few geese that are a bit over patched i like, uh, but it, it's not like ridiculous because i'll send you a picture of it later i think this key is nice because it was my competition key but there's way too many patches on it now and i'm and i'm a little heftier so i'm like i don't think i can wear that in competition anymore
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's the well the placement got so specific after a while too you know it's like it has to be exactly here it can't be any wider than this and it's like yeah i get it but yeah sure fuck
1: it Mm. now eli on a scale to one to a hundred how how satisfying is wrist locking white belts in your opinion
0: (laughs) Uh, only only if it's like uh if we're both laughing as it happens Uh, it's i remember um for last uh april fool's day it was like uh, i was like i'm only catching wrist locks on you know on, on, people after class, you know, we're all rolling and for the open mat portion. And I'm like only doing wrist locks today since it's April fool's day, you know, cause like it's, <laughs> it's generally not something that I, I go for very much. You know, I, I, I like them. I like, I like the idea of wrist locks. I love the mechanics of wrist locks because like, there's something about it that apply that appeals to like the old school jujitsu guy in me, you know, because it's like such a, such a Aikido type thing to do, you know? but mm-hmm. uh I, so I, I like the mechanics of it i like the idea but yeah it, it's really hard not to get around the idea of it being a dick move sometimes
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> i know dude if it is what it is like people are getting more uh accustomed to foot locks like dude a fucking a wrist lock is just a toe hold for the hand go ahead of you
0: yeah <laughs> it is man it's, the toe hold of the hand.
1: Yeah. If you're not going to complain about a toe hold, you can't complain about a fucking wrist lock. Vice versa, if you complain about a wrist lock, you can't complain about a foot lock. You know, it's all just fucking grappling. Shut up, like
0: <laughs> it is. We're we're trying to take joints the wrong way. I mean, that's the, that's the idea. You know, or now, choke
1: now, When when do people get so funny duddy about getting their limbs bent the wrong way or being choked unconscious in a certain manner? Why why is everyone such a fucking yeah. pussy all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> just let me was... try and kill you, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, this is simulated murder practice, man. Like, suck it up. God yeah, the, damn. Um, the, what uh, uh, was I going to say? Oh, toeholds, like, that, I think watching somebody, um like, cinch down on a toehold in competition is one of the scariest submissions for me to watch. And scary in the terms of, like, I, uh, there's a certain point i got to look away because I know that shit's about to snap in a really disgusting way.
1: Except if you're Paulo Miow.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. I I know about you. I love watching. I love watching oh. it. I'm like, oh, when's it gonna break? When's it gonna break? When's it gonna break? It's like you know, anticipation. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it could just be because I'm a fucking lunatic. I'm a sadist. You know? <laughs> All right. I'm just. I'm a. I'm a madman for a toehold especially if someone triangles their legs and they are trying a knee bar. I'm like, okay, toehold
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's that's a that's exactly the kind of use for it, man. But it's a yeah. i Like it's uh, it's fun to watch people like the meows like somebody go for a toe hold on them because so i'm like okay you're not even gonna get an advantage for this because like the ref is like yeah it's i mean unless you pull that completely off their body that's not doing shit to them you know mm-hmm. i don't know what the meows are made out of but man i want some of it injected into my body
1: fuck yeah man well man uh, i tell you this story there's this brown belt at our gym he's uh yeah he, he's a bit uh you know uh messed up because all the injuries because you know being a brown belt means you're fucking perpetually injured. But he loves this. He used to do this thing to me when he when I was a white belt. He'd do a catch and release toe holds. Every time we're rolling, no matter what position we're in, he'd have me in a fucking toe hold and he'd let it go just to be like, yeah, I could fucking toe hold you anywhere, anytime, any place. <laughs> and then we're rolling for a regular. I'm like, OK, if you toe hold me five times in this round, I'll buy you a pint. I could see it in his eyes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. ah, joke's on him. He only got me three times with a toe hold. Ha! Oh, Take yeah. that! Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a, uh, so is a, a pint. Do you, do you say pints and quarts over there? Do you still say quarts? Or what's, what's the large size for you guys?
1: No, it's just, just a pint. We, do, we only mess around with a, a pint.
0: Okay. So you don't, you don't have like a, you know, because we always have like pints, the small one in most places that
1: we're well we, we actually don't have anything now because all the pubs are closed uh, you know because you you can go to an irish pub in any other country in the fucking world except for ireland
0: because yeah, that's
1: because, uh, reasons.
0: because reasons because reasons
1: because science man don't yeah dude don't you know man uh, even though most science is bought and paid for nowadays by pharmaceutical companies just to produce results but let's not get into that but like yeah. uh <laughs> don't you know if you go into an irish pub and buy a pint and with your friends and try and enjoy your life you'll kill someone's grandma.
0: Yeah, you killed. Yeah, you killed so many grandmas just on the way in the door, man. I mean, Dude, man, I killed so many grandmas on my way to training today. Ugh, I'm yeah. really proud of myself. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, my my grandma body count's got to be getting up there, man. Because like this, uh, yeah, I, I haven't taken a lot of precautions. I mean, and I don't, I don't think I've had COVID. I mean, I may have. Uh,
1: yeah, but you know, since I'm young, I just deliberately spread it to everyone else because yeah, fuck it, I'm as selfish and reckless as everyone thinks we are. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Man. <laughs> Fuck those him. grandmas. I don't know them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Who knows? I might, even, I might even try kill someone's, specifically someone else's grandma, just to mess with them. Like, ha, you tapped me out weirdly that one time. You used, you, you he hooked me in the gi once. I'm going to kill her grandma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's uh, the weirdest superpower <laughs> to have. Like the ability to kill grandmothers. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, unconsciously, indirectly. If you
1: think of <laughs> someone you don't like, their grandma will die.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, it's a it's a proven fact that literally every grandmother in the world is going to die. Yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> literally every single person in the world is going to die. That's that's a fact. But yeah, you know, every everyone is someone's grandma.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like that, that, and on a, on, a morbid, on a more morbid note, somehow, I don't know how we get more morbid than that, but I started thinking about the people who, Have just completely shut down their whole damn lives, you know, over the past year, year and a half or whatever, and just like cut away everything that makes their life worth living for like restrictions, mandates, whatever. And then it's like they start to, uh, you know, live their life again or whatever. And then, you know, three weeks later, they die, you know, in like a car wreck or something. It's like, man, they just got screwed out of the last bit of time they have anyway that's a really dark thought and i don't know why i took it there yeah. but uh I apologize. oh
1: man like uh how good was their life if they just willingly chose to decide and give it give everything up just because the government told them to or because there's something that doesn't even have a one percent chance of killing them i like, dude, you have more you have more chance of walking outside and getting struck by lightning than to die of dorona if you're fucking young and healthy you know so you it's you more
0: more of a chance of dying from a uh, falling coconut
1: same. You have more of a chance of a white belt choking you unconscious and killing you on his first ever day than dying at the Rona <laughs> on the on your first and uh, if you're young and healthy, literally. I haven't,
0: crunched, I haven't crunched the numbers, but I'm gonna agree with you on spec. Yeah,
1: so. like you know, man. Here, here's my my thinking. Like, uh, it's the same thing where I'll oh, say say a president you don't like got elected, and like, uh you know, you want to riot and throw a whole knip shit because oh, they're, they're going to ruin the country or this and this and that or say your country's decided to leave this union that's in Europe or something or other and you're throwing a riot about that. Well, man, if you in a truly free society, you're free to make the air quotes wrong decisions. So even if this horrible apocalyptic outcome that you're foreseeing and trying to prevent might happen, well, man, uh, yeah, how do I phrase this? If that's a, if that's what people want, that's what you should get. You know, if you want to yeah. fucking, you know, like yeah, that's just I mean, a, you should be allowed. Yeah. You, you, if you're truly free, you're free to make the wrong choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't directly cause harm to someone else, you know. But I think that's where, that's where they kind of get you with this. It's like, you know, well, it's not, you know, you're, you're, you're free to do this and that, but because, you know, you could, spread this unknowingly and unwilling unwittingly to other people then now it's not just about you anymore and it's yada 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 and it's like uh, well i like keep changing you keep uh, changing sure. the definition that's the thing it's like uh,
1: my, my it's, thing is if they're so fucking paranoid and scared of potentially catching something fucking stay home
0: yeah yeah that's your Choice. All,
1: all, all the grandmas out there, stay home. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> if, it's, if you think it's this dangerous out here, then don't come out here. You know, I mean, obviously we've proven over the past year that you can stay in your house and live that way. So you do it. We've. Yeah. I think this has been a good enough test period to say, okay, it's possible for you to stay in your house, not go out, not live your life, not whatever, um, and just do that. You you prefer it anyway. You know, if you think it's too dangerous to come out. Yeah. Um, then. So you stay home, you know, I'll take my chances,
1: yeah, and dude, like I'm like, well, man, uh you're sixty or seventy i'm twenty two I don't know about some people, but your early twenties are like the best fucking time of your life I'm not yeah, I'm not missing out on the best time of my fucking life, so you can have another year or two of subpar living in living in not to mention living in fear, hysteria, dread, not even seeing your family because of something like that's no way no way to live, and uh that's on you, I'm gonna do my thing okay no oh, <laughs> back, back to questions <laughs> but to, this to is think. gonna be the
0: first podcast i was ever on that gets one of those covid19 warnings on the uh
1: <laughs> nah, who gives
0: a fuck i don't care <laughs> yeah,
1: I <know. laughs> like here's the thing like uh Ah, uh, sure. We we've all we all, you, remember, you remember Game of Thrones. There was this whole uh, thing of oh, they're saying stuff we don't like. Anyone who says they're going to cut their th- tongue out, and your man is like, well, you know, if you cut out their tongues, you're only proving you're scared of what they're going to say. So you know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. that's not a good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it does, man. That's that's the thing that people lose the, the focus on. I think
1: because definitely... censorship works
0: right yeah there's never there's never really been a uh, society that went like, you know hardcore into the censorship realm that really flourished you know except mm. maybe north korea okay but yes. other than that uh,
1: yeah you want to you want to call north korea flourishing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they write their
0: own press releases man so they're they're flourishing they're doing great so mm. it's so is the ccp they're they're, they're doing great according do. to
1: when you write your own reviews you can't you can never do any wrong you're you're uh, imagine if movie critics and shit movie uh, makers and directors wrote their own reviews you know <laughs> yeah. imagine imagine they get a lot of four five stars or four stars if they're a bit humble you know yeah, i'm yeah. very very humble so i decided to <laughs> yeah. give my mockbuster a four star review yeah. yeah i'm so i'm so humble so humble everyone yeah
0: <laughs> what people would start to do is they would start to look for the movie that wasn't rated the best movie of all time it's like whoa this one's this one's apparently not the best movie of all time all these these ten ten thousand other movies over here are, say they're the best movie of all time i'm gonna watch this piece of shit over here just to see what's different about it <laughs> yep
1: yep man i <laughs> uh, so eli lapels yay or nay uh
0: sure i, I i'm i i like uh i like no gi more than gi and in, in most every area but if you're using you know if you're playing in the gi then i'd like you know what, what is it like why why ignore 10 percent of the gi <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly i, think, I like i like different lapel guards you know i like different lapel systems. and i think i i started liking it back um the first person i really saw do really innovative work with lapels was broadly estima I think that he was one of the first like uh, on the the big stage, you know, kind of big names. He years and years back was doing things that later Keenan would be doing and kind of uh presenting as kind of like proprietary information, you know. And I'm not saying that Keenan ripped him off or anything like that. I think that I think that different things can pop up different ways with different people over time. And it's not because this person saw this person shit and stole it. But mm. I think probably like,
1: like no one no one invented grabbing the lapel to stop your guard from getting passed. I yeah. said I was there from day one as soon yeah. as guard retention and passing became a
0: thing. But, right. you know, they just made it better in the old school you could you could use your belt you could grab the belt you could do shit with the belt you know
1: dude uh, you know you know it was crazy in like early irish jiu-jitsu competitions in nogi if you were in a long sleeve rash guard you were allowed to grab your sleeves and use that to ezekiel someone in nogi <laughs> i'm not even joking you were allowed to oh, do wow. that and no That's one crazy. cared because there was no yeah. rule saying you weren't allowed to do it like it's an ezekiel choke you know yeah. Just to say, I can't grab my sleeves and no gi. So, you know.
0: It's a spandex Ezekiel joke. Yeah. The, um, I, I was telling this story the other day. I have a friend, uh, Mike Pyle. He actually fought in the UFC for a number of years. And, and he, um, we did jiu-jitsu together for years and years in the early days. And we went to a tournament. Um, it was the Gracie Nationals in Detroit, Michigan. And it was in 99, I think, 98 or 99. And I think we were both blue belts. And I remember he was competing and uh like Elio and Hoyce and Horian were all there at the tournament, like, you know, officiating or whatever. alio not really, you know, officiating, but he was theirs, you know, because he was, you know, the the, the almighty, you know. But they, <laughs> they they I remember like he was sitting off to the side during one of uh, one of Mike's matches and his belt had come loose or the other guy's belt had come loose and he he saw it and he was like I'm just gonna choke this guy with this belt. You know, nobody really had ever said anything about it or against it back then. And he started to do it and the ref like like paused the match for a second because he wasn't sure. He's was like, That doesn't seem right, you know. And he he kinda like looked over it at Alio because Alio was like sitting off to the side, like near the judges' table, and uh and this concern look like is this is this okay or something? I mean, is this should we stop this? Or and Alio kind of shrugged his shoulder and like kind of waved it off like ah, fuck it do it you know and so he's starting the match back and might choke this guy with his belt <laughs> with the approval of Alio Gracie that's like that's an epic moment. Well, he said it was okay so. Uh yeah i mean you know this is kind of the uh, ultimate authority on uh, what's legal and illegal right now
1: imagine if he said a minute later he's like oh no, no no wait you can't do that he's like well i just fucking submitted him with it so what you mean i can't do it now Yeah,
0: that might have led to the rule who knows i mean that may have been uh what really pushed it over the edge uh, who knows
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, Eli, if you created a guard, no matter what's a sort of leg configuration or grip arrangement or whatever, what would you name your guard?
0: Well, so, OK, I think um, like I didn't I didn't know this was a thing. Um, oh, well, I've got two answers for this. I, I didn't know it was a thing whenever um, I started using Gubber Guard. Like I, I'd never heard of it. I never i had never seen it. This was years and years back. But I love playing rubber guard, and so I started like, you know, guys with loose geese I was like, huh, I can use this grip and wrap it around my ankle, and I've got like a makeshift rubber guard, and it was powerful, and it led to a lot more chokes because you still have the skirt and the lapel that you can still manipulate. So you could do conto chokes off of, you could do all kinds of like, uh, like modified Bravo chokes. You could do a lot of cool shit off of rubber guard, and, you know, I. I, I was using it like crazy. And then later on, uh, I saw Keenan like using it. And then, uh, I heard him call it guard at one point and I was like, Oh, so that's what that is. I wish that I'd, you know, um, I don't know. I guess I wish I'd like used it or, or some done something more with it. instead of just like in my own practice, but that, that was still, I love still using that a lot. And that kind of ties into the last thing about lapels yes or no. But the other thing is, um, I started using a, a, a weird position um, and at first I was calling it a guard, but it's not, it's not really a guard at all. Uh, so I just started calling it control. But, so I called it apathy control. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, I even, I even made like a little instructional video over the whole thing um, that uh, drew with because Jitsu, he's got it on his website, like for sale, but uh, it's, it's a weird position, but basically it's just like, if you got into like a spider web, and you didn't have the arm and you just had the leg and then seeing like based on their reaction what happens and i found some really cool like inverted cradle setups off of it obviously like an uh, armbar triangle plata. you can do back takes off of it you can attack the legs you can take the back it's like it's a cool position that the closest i've seen anybody use uh, to it was um again going back to the estima brothers especially victor estima he would have a modified waiter sweep he used to use that wound him up in this cool position, and it was similar to that. So I started playing the position independently and found a lot of use out of it. So um, I guess that's kind of what I would do. If I was going to make a position, then that would be the, the one that I, I kind of didn't make, but just kind of discovered and did stuff off of.
1: <laughs> nice. And Eli, we have the last question, the, the new last question for the round of specifics. If specifics. As we all know, you can only wear white, blue, or black keys for fucking IBGF. If you could legalise one ridiculous funky color for IBGF events, what would it be and why?
0: Uh, man, I think uh, I think I'd probably have to to do a solid for my man Kent Peters and legalize tie dye keys, you know. Ooh. But they could only be tie dye, white, blue, or black. So they could still stay, you know. I-B-J-J-S style.
1: <laughs> uh, if you could but if you could pick like one like other like just a solitary one like green pink or yellow or something what, what would you pick uh,
0: okay i was trying to cheat i guess yeah you uh, you
1: f- filthy cheater how dare you heel yeah. look in the gi <laughs> or jump guard at white belt <laughs>
0: man i don't i i guess that i would probably have to say um man that's a tricky one because you could go the uh the sambo route and do red keys, but i just i'm not a big red yeah. fan yeah I'd i probably every red just, key
1: every red key i've seen is shit i'm sorry they look is. horrible they're ter- yeah. dreadful they're ter- not That's good how i
0: feel about it too i'm not crazy about those i probably had to say green you know like a dark green
1: maybe. Mm, like khaki green like military
0: yeah yeah kind of yeah yeah i think something like that like a forest green or so, something that would be the first like a uh, secondary color you know because like lose a primary color then you got white and black so you know just round it out with a like a secondary color on the color wheel and put
1: green mm. in there uh, uh, i say pink pink be not, pink, pink be pink grand
0: pink. <laughs> yeah i uh, mean i think it would be popular you know uh, behind a uh, jean labelle's pink gi, right
1: no what is it uh, so el- elaborate
0: he, uh, so he he only brought uh, he only had like one gee i think he lost like his uh, his backup gi whenever he competed in a big tournament in japan uh, shit, this is probably back in the 60s, maybe. And uh, so the, um, you know, so he had to wash his gi at, after the first day of competition. And there was like three days of competition or something. And, and probably botching this story completely, but anyway, he his wife washed his ghee that night, and something red had gotten into the uh, dryer with it, and so it came out pink. And so he had to compete in this pink ghee the next two days, you know, and. So he was at first, he's like a shit, you know, but then he went on to win the entire tournament. So he considered that like that was his lucky charm was that he had this pinky. That's why he won. So from then on, that's all he would ever wear is a pinky. That's why you always see Jean LaBelle in pink.
1: Oh, well, I can't fault that logic. If I yeah. won a tournament in a pinky, I'm like... I'm only fucking wearing pink now. <laughs> yeah, You're,
0: you're the pink guy from now on. I mean, there's,
1: to... Well, I, I'm already the tie-dye
0: guy
1: at my gym. I was <laughs> with this. And now I'm the solitary uh, dye. Because here's the thing. Um, Since I have a mohawk, I dyed one of my geese to look like the taxi driver gee, Green top, all, all the patches. I'll send you a picture later. It's in there drying now. And the blue awesome. pants. So, like, every time I'm at the gym, like, you tapping at me? You tapping at <laughs> me? There's no one else here. So you must be tapping at me. <laughs> that's awesome if that's only cool. I, I actually tapped people <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> no you could just change it there you, you tapping me you tapping me <laughs> you tapping me you
1: tapping me okay i really uh here's one thing i'd really like to do if i ever come up with a sweep i'd call it the taxi driver sweep and i'd I, I teach it i'd only ever teach it on videos in that game like hey guys i'm gonna show you a taxi driver sweep man I know I'm i a terrible Robert De Niro impression, but I got to get that down. And I wear the, the aviators. I wear the aviators the first, sometimes with,
0: the, uh, with the Irish accent I've heard do a De Niro impression, though. So I thought it was pretty good.
1: So. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm <laughs> watching you, fucker. <laughs> fucker. You got
0: to <laughs> no. make that video now,
1: man. You gotta make watching you, fucker. <laughs> 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 Eli fucker. Yeah, fuck. oh, fucker <laughs> do you know how okay this is one last thing i'll say and then we'll end the episode Do you know how they got the green lights to get call the movie uh meet the fuckers
0: uh, didn't they have to find an actual person with that name registered like like an actual person yeah with that family
1: name they did Focker. and uh, they got the movies next to be like uh you know do you think your name is like rude or inappropriate it's like no it's my name it's from this <laughs> it's from this fucking country it means this in their language i know it sounds a bit rude but you know like it's just it's just a name and they're like okay fine you can do it you stupid fuckers
0: i think that like that would i would own the hell out of that name i mean can you imagine like
1: um, hey man it's motherfucker over there (laughs) it's the little fucker
0: there (laughs) <laughs> oh man you'd have to start your own like jujitsu brand Fokker jiu-jitsu
1: <laughs> hey guys it's gaylord Fokker for Fokker jiu-jitsu and guys i'm going to show you the Fokker choke
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, guys those it's you just Fokker hate freak. when this guy gets a grip on you and you can't break the fucking grip i'm going to show you a good-ass grip break <laughs> we call this the fucker grip <laughs>
0: here's a fucker guard and fucker uh,
1: okay i i uh one last thing we i actually came up with uh like okay, a name for a grip. I didn't come up with this grip because it's like uh, been around for a while. Do You know, if you get a grip on the sleeve and you like say you're just standing, you get a grip on their sleeve, same side sleeve, and you dig your knuckles down into their arm to get the sleeve yeah. grip down more. Well, do, what do you guys call it? You just call it a deep grip or what do you guys call it?
0: I don't know. I used to call it the Casper grip because there was this Dutch judo player that was uh, visiting the US and he trained with us for a while and his name was Casper and uh so and i thought it was a cool name so mm. yeah, i would call it the casper grip but i don't know what do you guys what are you calling it
1: we call it the bastard grip,
0: bastard grip. that's appropriate that's very appropriate
1: no there's appropriate. a few reasons for it because okay uh one of my friends was doing technique videos or his youtube channel because he was teaching the afternoon classes and he was using me as the dummy and he was showing that move a pull it, a guard pull into single leg X because, you know, you can get the arms wide and pull into single leg X easier. So he was showing that with that grip and the first take we did, he did is, okay, guys, you're going to get this grip. I'm going to get this grip on Andrew. I'm going to dig my knuckles in really hard down low here. And he done it to me without telling me. It was, I was like, oh, you fucking bastard. And we all started fucking laughing. We're like, let's call it the bastard grip. But also, since it's a different grip, do you know, like, bastard swords? There was either... Yeah. There was a one-handed sword, a two-handed sword, and there was a bastard sword, which was one and a half-handed. So since it's a different sort of grip, I figure it's not just me being rude or crude. There actually is like a historical reason behind it. So bastard grip, since it's a different sort of grip than you typically see, I think it's appropriate.
0: That's funny. I I, uh, I do remember that because I remember watching uh, uh, a lot of like medieval stuff and remembering the Bastard Sword. And so that, that always comes to mind. Well, no
1: shit. Your, your fucking channel is called Night Jiu Jitsu. It's not just because it's your name, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But <laughs> Bastard Grip isn't a bad name. I think it's a good one. It's very, very creative.
0: I like it. I'm using that from now on. I'll make sure to give you props for it.
1: Nice. Okay, guys, some uh, some weird mo- some weird blue belt from Ireland with a mohawk who uh, thinks he's funny but really isn't. Show me this grip called the bastard grip. <laughs> that's a that's a fucking mouthful. And there with that go. with that said, uh, Eli, thanks for coming on the show again. It's been a whole year. Like maybe I'll have you on another year later.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be our anniversary. We'll have to do this every year, man.
1: Uh, I hope I don't forget the anniversary and then I have to to do the whole cliché thing of trying to make it up for you with some grandiose fucking – what's grandiose fucking display or something? Oh, God. It's not that hard to remember.
0: Hours in chocolate next time, man.
1: Uh, (laughs) You're so fucking pedantic, woman. Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) I'm high maintenance.
1: I'm high maintenance. Oh, God. You you fucking never get me anything for the anniversary. What the fuck? (laughs) Never get me nothing. (laughs) <laughs> okay so with all that with all that relationship shit said now <laughs> eli uh thanks for coming on man i'll have all your uh, guys and have all his uh instructions linked in the description below along with his shamazing youtube channel like guys honestly if i have to tell you to subscribe to eli knight you're sort of missing missing the fuck you're sort of missing the trick if you aren't already subscribed to him I honestly think you don't care about getting good at jiu-jitsu. But that's my humble opinion. <laughs> Eli, uh, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything to say before we shoot off and before I insult my audience even more for not subscribing to you?
0: No, man, I appreciate all of it. I always enjoy the conversation. It's been a blast, <laughs> and I can't wait till the next time, man. And just, uh, yeah, people go and watch my videos and buy my videos and all that stuff, I guess.
1: Mm. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy. Adios.